Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to the second episode of That's a Shenmude. Uh, I regret this name more and more with every passing day. I'm Six Detmar. I'm Shinner Frunkel. I'm Kyrie Page. But isn't regret ultimately really a Shenmude? <laughs> <laughs> that is a Shenmude. Uh, we finished Shenmue 2. Finally. Some of us finished it a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, though, t- though to be fair, I did take my time as well. <sighs> Shenmue 2 in the bag. The sequel to Shenmue. I'm stalling because I don't know how to start this conversation. I have a lot to talk about. I don't know how to start okay. this conversation. I-, I have an idea of how we can start it. Um, okay, okay. Basically, it initially released on the Dreamcast uh, in both Japan and Europe, but uh, essentially Microsoft, since the Dreamcast was on its way out, Microsoft was like, hey, we could publish it in North America and give you money for it. <laughs> so um, over in if you lived in the United States, you most likely originally played this game if you played it when it came out on an Xbox. And uh, that version also came with a second disc that basically summarized the first movie. I had the first game. The reason why I just accidentally said first movie is that uh, essentially it turned the cutscenes from Shenmue 1 into a movie. And apparently they originally... Like, that's not the first time that movie was available. That movie also played in Japanese theaters, which, like, <laughs> yeah, I've seen... If if the Kingdom Hearts movies are anything to go by, just taking a bunch of cutscenes and treating it like a movie is pretty fucking awful. But uh, <laughs> that would have been an interesting thing to go see, like, when it initially came out, I guess. Yeah. Um, and this brings us to, to Shenmue 2. Obviously, we've done our previous podcast on, on Shenmue 1. Um, and uh, for, so did you did you keep it in the same? I had to switch platforms, so I was not able to import my Shenmue 1 save. I had played both uh, Shenmue 1 and 2 on PS4, so I was able to okay. like uh, take my progress over. And what that mostly amounted to is it determined the photo that I had... Um, from Shenmue 1, and I could sell some of the um, capsule toys uh, to make some extra money in China. Right. And you also started with your the money that you had from Shenmue 1, though that doesn't matter because it's fucking great. Shenmue 2 starts with you getting mugged. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can uh, you can just buy a bunch of lighters <laughs> to sort of like to, to preserve that money like, like you're buying nuggets of gold. <laughs> Um, I believe on the H and the remasters, the versions that we're playing that has like achievements. One of them mm -hmm. is like you spend like a thousand Hong Kong dollars before you get mugged in the beginning of the game. Nice. That's yeah, that's, that's the strat. Uh, I did not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Neither did I. Cause this game, you know, like Shenmue one, this game is not about the strat. I mean, like this is a game where, I am not like I am not a person who's here to tell you there's a right or a wrong way to play, and so I'm not here to like to, to shame anyone or say that people are playing it wrong. But this is a game that to me is very much not about like optimal strats or speed running. This is a game about like walking up to, you know, 
a person and being like, uh, like, hey, I'm looking for this building. And they're like, oh, yeah, I think it's in this district. Uh, go that way for a while. You'll probably find it. Yeah. Though <laughs> yeah. so also in this one, like, they up the stakes because, hey, you're no longer living at home. You have to actually pay your own way to, like, keep a roof under your head. And roof I keep a under roof. your head? <laughs> keep a but roof. But only, only for the first, like, act of the game. Yeah. Only yeah. in Hong Kong. In uh, in in Kowloon, the second city, uh, you you get to you get to you get to sleep in uh, in Ren's hideout and get woken up by Cool J every day. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, he just walks up to you with his boombox blaring, being like, "Hey, it's probably time to get up." <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a ruffian, but damn if he isn't punctual in the mornings. You know, he it's you can't be a ruffian if you don't show up for work. Uh huh. Or show up for not work. Ah, uh, this metaphor is getting away from me. Um, show up to treasure hunting work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I like the idea that like you're right. You're not supposed to play Shenmue in this super optimal way. You're like you're supposed to get lost. You're supposed to bumble around for a little while. I appreciate though that there are things in this game that make bumbling around a little easier. Like if you go to r- certain random NPCs, like they there's a chance that they will just walk you to mm-hmm. your location. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it like the NPCs are much more helpful in this game because you'd get a lot of people who just in the first one who just say I don't know. Um, a higher percentage of people will point you in a direction, and as you say, some of them will just will be like, oh, I was actually headed to a place near there, or be like, I mean, hey, I feel bad for you, here, I'll help you, and you just, you just, like, in a, like, a, a scripted sequence, you just follow them. It's so, so nice of them. Yeah. There's, it also, like, uh, if you get to a place and it's not the time to be there yet, uh, you can just press a button and it'll fast forward to exactly when that event is supposed to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some different, different nice uh, quality of life things, um, but also, I mean, like in a lot of ways, this game. I do think this game is is a, a big improvement in Shenmue from Shenmue One in a lot of other ways too. Like, I think they they both more happens in the plot right mm-hmm. than the first one, but also it does a better job of capturing the feel of nothing happening in the plot, right? Right, like you feel like you are further away, even though you get more done towards your end goal, you feel much further away in the way that Rio does, where you feel like, like, what am I fucking doing? I'm like, I'm not even getting ticket to go to Hong Kong. I made it to Hong Kong and I'm just getting like, like fucking led astray by millions of other people and getting robbed and like, not millions of other people. I don't know why I said millions. That'd be a lot lot of game. Um, But like, like, oh, I guess I have to go air out these books in a library every day? What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, and the person that you're training with is very... really doesn't want to help you at all because she understands that, hey, this revenge shit sucks. You shouldn't be doing this. And mm-hmm. teaching someone how to, like, inflict harm on another person for the sake of revenge is a... It's more or less morally injustifiable. <laughs> unjustifiable, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's I don't know. There's there's so much to talk about this game. Um, one of the things I really like is that a lot of the like reinforcing that idea that the game is not about 
like efficiency and stuff a lot of the side content is like intentionally pointless right like i i don't i i didn't wasn't able to do it because i didn't import a save from shenmue one i'm assuming you didn't do the fang may birthday quest chain i did not know no uh so there is a whole quest chain with fang may who's uh who's a girl who like lives with uh Zhou Yu, the the martial arts master and works at manmo temple she mostly like cleans up and there's a whole chain of events where you, if you beat Shenmue 1 fast enough, you arrive earlier in the year in Shenmue 2 before Fenmei's birthday. And you can have a whole sequence of events where you find out what she wants for her birthday and you talk to her friend and you, and you know, do this whole thing and you set up like a surprise, like, here, I got you what you wanted. And the reveal is that she didn't want that. You were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this game does some interesting things with time because, like... This is, they straight up give you a failure state if you take too long to finish the game. Like, mm-hmm. if you take too long, Landy will just show up and kill you. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, he'll go over to Shenhua and kill her too. Yeah. yeah. Granted, the unlock that you have to spend basically five months of in-game time just dicking around. And mm-hmm. you can, like, you can... Like, most of the events in this game can be done in a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, it's it's also interesting. Um, there's there's a much more interesting cast in this one compared to Shenmue 1. Uh, Shenmue 1 mostly was just Ryo and, you know, some of the, some of the bumbling, <laughs> like, some of the bumbling people around him, like... Uh, like Tom. Uh, well, Tom, I wouldn't call Tom bumbling. Tom was great. Tom was uh, really yeah, good. Yeah, I was thinking like more of the person who was uh, living with Rio and was learning from his father at the time of mm-hmm. his death. It's like uh, Fuku, yeah. I think, Fuku-san. Um, or like, you know, like uh, his, his, like, his like classmate and childhood friend. Um, these characters who, like, they're fine. Um, they're mostly like, it's like you have a few enjoyable conversations, but like coming out of Shenmue 1, I think both of us were like, man, Tom, I met Tom's so great. Um, and that's more a testament to, I mean, Tom is great, but that's also more a testament to how much there isn't there in Shenmue 1's cast. Right. Because most of Shenmue 1 is focused on Ryo's journey to Mm -hmm. get this ticket to Hong Kong. Yeah. And yeah, on the other hand, you've got in, in Shenmue 2, we've got, you know, Ren, you've got uh Joy, of course, you've got uh what's his name? The little the little Wong. kid Wong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and and also uh uh Yun, who is Zhu uh, Ying, excuse me, who fucking cool. That lady is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> she she like I love the scene in which you have to catch leaves in order to learn a new technique mm-hmm. um like yeah she's just such a cool lady and she is just not not here for rio's like revenge plot mm-hmm. but still reluctantly is willing to help him out yeah. yeah very much like i think i think you're on the wrong path but you're gonna go along this path anyway and i can tell at least right now you're not a bad person so i guess i'll give you what help i can yeah, um, she knows that her brother went down a similar path, and for all she knows, her brother freaking died, so she's not mm-hmm. eager to see that happen again. 
I'm sure that we'll, if if we get to Shenmue Five, the review will be that he's alive. But, um, yeah, God, uh, Joy, Rio is such an asshole. The Joy, <laughs> yeah, R- Rio is just like, I think Rio just hates women because, like, <laughs> might be right. The way that he treats his girlfriend in Shenmue One is awful, and it's not his girlfriend. It's his. It's his classmate. Childhood. It's his chas- His classmate who's clearly into him. Osanana Jimmy, <laughs> Desio, <laughs> and in Shenmue Two, he's. They do the whole movie trope thing of like, oh, I'm here to see the master. It's clearly not you because you're a girl, and meanwhile, Joy's out here like giving Rio all this these she's going out of her way to find him a job she finds him an apartment to live in and he's just constantly like great fuck you <laughs> yeah he's just so disrespectful to joy who joy like knows nothing about rio and is willing to help out this stranger who got mugged <laughs> yeah this just this on her cool dumb motor- foreigner kid <laughs> yeah on her cool motorcycle and her theme song that always wails whenever she appears on the scene. One of the two best songs in Shenmue. <laughs> oh, we should have put that in. Fucking <laughs> like Joyce theme. Just so Jen could be a bully about that one, too. <laughs> that one is uh, more of a song. Fuck you! <laughs> cool Your G. offenses never cease. <laughs> Uh, cool J's theme is great yeah and meanwhile Ren is just like this amazing dumbass who's just <laughs> constantly like uh, we can make some money out this come on Ryu <laughs> oh I'm only in it for, it for the treasure uh, once again I want to point out uh, I played this game in Japanese and the Japanese voice acting is legitimately good unlike the English <laughs> which is it has a different sort of enjoyment <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, from what I've heard of the Japanese version, I would want to, re- I kind of want to replay these games. Like, after we're done with Shenmue 3, I kind of want to replay these games in Japanese. It's great. It really is. Uh, because <laughs> my my experience with Shenmue is mostly, like, I just watch Gen play. Um, although occasionally, like, there were bits in which I took the controller to, like, try a particularly difficult section. Uh, did you? Did she make you try the wrestlers? Yes, I Two did. Tries wasn't yeah. hard. <laughs> it was hard for both of us. Okay, <laughs> you know you have a like a dodge roll, right? Yeah, but they're good at like forcing you off the stage or like cornering you. Okay. <laughs> this this game is a lot more involved when it comes to QTEs as well. Like it's yeah, it's yeah. both more generous with certain QTEs and like letting you mess up a few times and the result of that just being like, oh, you take a little bit longer to climb this giant tower or you have to get into some fights you didn't want to get into, but uh Yeah. It's Su- Suzuki san, Suzuki san. I was thinking on our on our, our project here, the second Shenmu. Yes, yes, go uh, on. I I uh, had an idea last night. Sure. Uh so our our main character is like a proficient martial artist, right? Absolutely. Uh like centered, you know, like great like like flow and technique. What if he had the worst sense of balance you've ever fucking seen? <laughs> oh, that bit. Yeah, where you're just climbing. <laughs> that bit? It's like seven different points in this game. Yeah, but there's one <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> there's one in particular where you're just 
climbing this tower by itself and like that's true that part's real bad you see it represents Rio's insecurity of his heart also the way that Kowloon's elevators are designed is just <laughs> complete madness well, I mean the buildings are like rundown nightmares in Kowloon <laughs> Like, you yeah. go in and they're completely abandoned and, like, entire floors are just missing and broken. And the only way you can get access to them is by balancing on two broken I-beams and, like, jumping across. Which is one thing I wanted to talk about, right? I wonder how we feel about the fact that Shenmue 1, the towns are, like, it's sort of sleepy little towns, but they're laid out fairly sensibly and, and, and you know, they work just fine. Whereas... Uh, Shenmue 2 is set in China and suddenly all the infrastructure is garbage and everything runs like shit. I'd say that's like in the first in the first place that you're at. Hong within, Kong. Yeah, within Hong Kong. That's I feel true. Like, in Hong Kong it's fine. Yeah, yeah and just when you get to Kowloon um, that uh, yeah, you run into a lot of buildings that are like, it's amazing that they're still standing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wonder how much of that was just sort of Yuzuzuki being like, you know, we need to add some platforming sections to this game. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the elevator stuff was so silly sometimes just being like, okay, so this elevator only takes me to floors 1, 3, and 15, and I have to take it to get to floor three, which will allow me to take a different elevator to get to floor six. And yeah. <laughs> I've just noticed that the, like in this game, there appears to be more se- like more sequences and events that is just kind of designed to gr- like grind the pacing down to a halt. Like at mm-hmm. one point, if you want to speak with Ren, it's like raise $500 and <laughs> is $500 is not a particularly, it's not an impossible sum. You can make that within like an hour of game time, but I like. Mean, you can make it really fast if you just go to bigger small. Yeah, yeah. bigger small and just cheat with reloading saves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Guy yeah. never got confused as to why I would only play once and then and then he'd be like, you want to play again? And I'd say, <laughs> no, turn around for a second, look at my watch, turn back around and say, okay, I want to play some more. <laughs> yeah so and then there's like the series of fights that you have to do and you have to start with like the seed money of like another five hundred dollars i think and it's like it just feels like a roadblock that feels like it's artificially lengthening the game time a little bit which is weird because the game is fucking long already I don't think yeah. it needs like, and there are points where I think I like overall. I think this game's length is right. I think it serves the purpose of talk of of you know this this game is st- still just like Shenmue One about how this like martial arts quest for revenge is not nearly as simple and straightforward as a movie would make you think. Mm-hmm. Um, and that length serves that purpose, but there are times when it doesn't feel necessary. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Also, speaking of games that you can do to make money, um, as much of it as a meme it is to be like, would you like to play a game of Lucky Hit? It's it's a terrible game. It's I only tried it it's, once or twice. What? 
Okay, did you did you not run any of the booths? Did you not do the part-time job? Oh, the the the, the part-time job is fun. <laughs> yeah, doing it yourself, going up as a challenger sucks, but like standing there at as like at the side of like a at, at a lucky hit station and just shouting at people and they're like there's so many great details about the calling out. First is like the people that will ignore you, right? They're just like, I don't fucking care. They keep walking. Um and then also the people who like you call and they walk over and they're like, hey, can you give me directions? And you're like, this is another person playing their own Shenmue game. <laughs> oh, um, there, where's and, the button to say, I don't know where I am. I'm just running this booth. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, that's what you do is you're like, I'm sorry. I don't I don't know the area. I'm just working this booth. And yeah. Like, OK, thanks. Um, and you're like, there goes. Rio too, <laughs> and then also the people who you know you can beat because they walk up and they're like shit I haven't done this in a while this sounds fun and then also the people who <laughs> walk up and they're like yeah I don't need to know the rules you're fucked <laughs> <laughs> I know this fucking game you're done I know this board like the back of my hand <laughs> you're done son I-, I think one of my favorite parts in this game like at least in the first uh, chapter or whatever was uh going around and meeting the various martial arts masters and passing their tests to, like, mm. um, understand... The, as, oh, the four voodoo. Yeah, the four voodoo. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorites is when you go to the barber shop and they're like, okay, don't move. <laughs> <And> the, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that part was really good because a QTE would show up and you basically had to resist the gamer urge to, like, mm. hit the button. Yeah, if QTEs just freak out, which is, you know, a fairly realistic representation of someone just standing there with a blade at your throat, like the instinct to do something about it. It's like, no, just chill. It'll be fine. Yep. Uh, I also do, like, again, driving home that Zhu Ying is a badass. Like, all the other martial arts masters, it's, it's like, okay, learn this technique, and then you try it on them, and you, like, you act and like, oh, you actually landed a hit. Good work. Move on to the next person. Uh, throughout this game, you never see Zhu Ying get hit by anything. <laughs> do you fight Zhu Ying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a couple of times. That's right. Okay, now I remember. And it's just it's just her like it's just her like Korean backdashing. <laughs> yeah. This game really amps up the motion blur. Like you try and land a strike on her and she'll just teleport in a different direction. Or at least it looks like teleporting because the motion blur is so intense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she just gives you the elbow when you're done. <laughs> uh she's great. Also when she comes to your rescue, that's really good. I don't know, that's there's so much that I enjoy. Like, there are a lot of little mechanical details about this game that are clunky, and that's one of the things that I, I slightly dread going into Shenmue 3 is hearing that they have made basically zero mechanical changes. Well, it's not that they've made zero mechanical changes. It's that they haven't really changed what's there, and they've added systems like a hunger meter. <laughs> You're so concerned over this hunger meter, Jen. I mean, if it's like, if it's, if that means I get to eat more often, if that means I get to have sequences where I sit down and have some ramen, that sounds great. That was my, that was one of my biggest complaints about Shenmue 1 was you'd go to visit Ryo's favorite ramen place and be like, oh, right, Ryo, do you want a bowl? And he would say, no, I'm looking for some thugs. And you're like, no, I want ramen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's just, 
I hate playing survival games, and adding more elements from survival games does not sound appealing to me, but I'll see how it goes. Just eat an onion. (laughs) (laughs) Will will you give me an egg? (laughs) Here here we go. Eat this egg like a snake. Thank you. It was in your best interest to assist me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you think Ryo ever changes the band-aid that's on his face? No, I don't think that, I don't listen. I think it's I think it, I think he's too embarrassed to tell everyone that what happened was one one day he got in Hazumi's nerves and Hazumi took a band aid and put super glue on it and slapped it to his face and he can't get it off. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, the whole part time job of moving things around was also like a uh, 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 <laughs> Mickey Mickey Mickey. Wait, no, you played in right. You played. Sorry. It was the same thing, though. Right, we were right, just like, right. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to what I say. <laughs> like, buddy, we have to carry it straight backwards. And you went left, left, right, left, 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 right, 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 left, right. We could have gone to a straight fucking line. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the same type of grunt in Japanese? It's It's similar. <laughs> and I guess the English voice actor did a really good job. <laughs> uh, speaking of voice acting, there's one of the foes that you face in Kowloon is this uh, woman who's very concerned about her birds. And oh, she's just dear. talking constantly like, I just care about my birds. So this is the part that's a bummer in Japanese. Uh-huh. Because they just make it a cross-dresser in Japanese. Oh. Oh. Yeah. And if you look at... Honestly, if you look at the English, you can tell that they made the decision to... They they didn't start out with the decision to make Yuan uh, just a woman because there are points when they slip up on pronouns. Right. Um, yeah, it's... it's There are a lot of gay jokes, in basically, in... in not, not jokes, just... They're shitty about in Japanese. Not as bad as you might imagine, but certainly not fucking good. Sure. Yeah. That's a shame, because Mm -hmm. this game doesn't need that. No. No. And Yuan's already, you know, Yuan's already got enough. Yuan dresses stylishly, has a bird, chases you with a chainsaw. (laughs) Yeah, and I legitimately enjoyed her voice acting in the English version just because she's just incredibly over the top in a way that you would expect for like that sort of character archetype in English just being very rich and stuck up, but in a entertaining, constantly going high with her voice kind of way. It must be really hard to be like, like a germaphobe living in the shittiest, dirtiest town in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was about to say, because fucking Kowloon is just a fucking mess the entire time. And, like, when you finally defeat her, Ren dumps a bunch of garbage on her. Yeah, well, you know, she tried to murder you several times with a chainsaw. I understand yeah. being vindictive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it, it's such a it's such a minor fate for someone who tried to kill you with a chainsaw. Multiple times. 
Which also, I mean, to be fair, after the first time when no, the second time, excuse me, after the second time when they like knock her down and then just like walk away, it's like just take the chainsaw away. <laughs> Remove the problem, Rio. <laughs> Did you love all those stealth sequences and that from like tower near the final act? Honestly, I didn't mind them. Um, I, I I had to keep reminding myself that if I press the run button, it doesn't matter if I'm using the joystick or not. Rio will automatically run forward. That was unfortunate. But then, like, if I failed, it's just like, okay, I'll hit these people. <laughs> yeah. For the most part, this game wasn't as difficult as Shenmue 1 in terms of the fighting. Like, mm-hmm. Shenmue 1 had that awful part where you're facing, like, 40 to 50 guys. And oh, if yeah, you mess the up Kumite. once. The hmm? Kumite. Yeah, the Kumite. And if you mess up once, uh, you have to start the whole thing over. Um, like, the hardest fight in the game for me was uh, fighting Donu on the uh, rooftop. Oh, I thought that one was pretty easy just because he was so damn slow. Uh, just, like you know, just dodge and counter. I had more trouble with right before that, the fight with like seven dudes in suits. That right. part was and rough. Yeah. This, uh, you fight the seven dudes in suits in that very tiny room. Mm-hmm. The one, the cleanest room in all of Kowloon at the top of this <laughs> fucking bizarrely constructed elevator hellhole that was that building. Yeah. And it's so weird how... If you take too long to beat the game, Londi just shows up and kills you. But when you get to him, at like after beating Don Yu, he's just hanging out on a helicopter ladder and just is like, well, peace. I mean, to be fair, in that moment, I I wouldn't want to go down there either. There are there's there's a whole gang of folks. Your boy just got jobbed out. Leave, just leave it alone. You you don't need to fight this dumb kid. You have a helicopter. You don't need this. <laughs> uh, you might want to get in the helicopter for safety purposes, but, you know, I'm not Londi, the murderer. How are you guy. supposed to intimidate people up there? Th- that is true. How are you supposed to, like, give, you know, deal psychic damage to Rio? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also around this time when we realize that uh, there are basically... A, I think this is the one. This is where they they really reveal that uh, there are two mirrors. Oh, there's been no, that, two mirrors. That was the from whole time. from the word jump. We knew there were two. mirrors. Oh, okay. Yeah, we just didn't know exactly what they did when they were brought together. That's right. Yeah. Um. And we get a clip. We get a idea of what the first one does a little bit. Yeah. But do that- we want to talk about the fact that this game ends with fucking magic? <laughs> I was I, I think there's some parts that we want to get to before we get to that part. That's before fair. Before we get yeah. to the sorcery, <laughs> the literal arcane, <laughs> the maho. <laughs> uh, but yeah, right, it's hmm. I'm trying to think of like we've kind of jumped around a little bit between parts one and two, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought it was interesting how when you're leaving Hong Kong for Kowloon, you basically go around and say goodbye to all the people who helped you out earlier. Mm-hmm. And like, I did like, I did really come to like Hong Kong in that time. Never came to like Kowloon. <laughs> Fuck Kowloon. I'm not even going back there. Kowloon um, is a maze of buildings and it's just hard to navigate. And the, all the buildings look like shit. And yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. And everyone there is an asshole. <laughs> uh, seriously, I don't think you talk to an honest person in Kowloon. Every, everyone is just like, like, it's, well, you do, you know, random passersby and stuff. There are good people there. And yeah. some of them, there's a martial arts master. But, like, almost everyone you deal with there is, like, a thug or a criminal or, like... Or odd something. job who, like, <laughs> tells you to go get into fights. <laughs> yeah. Speaking uh. of random fights, remember that guy in the basement of, like... So there's the big raid near the end of the game, <laughs> and then you fight, like, this lion man in... The, oh, the, 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 master, the master of the white tiger style. The white tiger style, that's right. This tiger man in a fucking... Uh, fucking WWE cage. <laughs> and you fight you fight the free joy. <laughs> yeah. What a weird aside. And it yeah, goes what is nowhere. That dude's deal? He's just like, oh, Joy showed up, so I kidnapped her. Anyway, let's fight. And you're like, are you connected to the Chuyo man? And he's like, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I love the fight, man. It seems like they put a lot of work into that character to only have him be in this one segment, so I wonder if he's going to return for Shenmue 3. I don't think for 3, but maybe further down the line, the plan is... I mean, my... I don't. I only know how Shenmue 3 starts. I guess, like, Shenmue 2 goes multiple locations. Maybe we're going to get multiple locations in 3. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> it's not like he was super relevant. What's he going to... He's going to come back and be like, I've kidnapped Shenhua! <laughs> Fight me! <laughs> Fight me! Yeah, I've okay. built this impromptu cage out of chicken coops. <laughs> uh, yeah, just like a bizarre aside. And like, granted, it is supposed to be like a combat building, but like, it is just just a bizarre aside mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that came to mind. Yeah, so much of entertainment or just like making money in Kowloon deals with... Uh, People getting into fights in arenas, which it, it's an interesting change of pace from like Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. You fight that one lady above a pit of death. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> and then like she's hanging over the edge, and good guy Rio is just like, "I'm not gonna let you fall to your death." This death pit that we just have that we have fights over. <laughs> you do the you do the gladiator thumbs down. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I have confirmed that Master Baihu does not appear in Shenmue 3. Okay. I guess we should maybe get into some of this stuff in part 3 since it's one of the biggest departures for the entire of what we've played of either Shenmue game so far. Like Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's not open world. I it, I really like this section though. Like there's something hmm. to like I thought there was something very interesting to having this, like, two games worth of big open world segments, but then having this very guided, very, like, focused, um, authored piece of, you know, this authored piece of story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of of everything else that's in this game, it felt like it's the most modern in ways that were, like, ahead of its time. You basically spend time getting to um, Guilin Village and uh, 
on your way, you essentially save uh, Shenhua, the woman from the intro cutscene and dreams of Shenmue 1. Um, and basically you just spend a lot of time with her walking or running through bits of forest or even just charting your own path once the paths that she uses um, get blocked off. And you just have a whole list of things that you can talk to her about. Um, and it feels like it, out of all the conversations in the game, for whatever reason, that one feels like it flows more naturally. Just like mm -hmm. moving on to various topics, continuing where they left off. And it even has a sequence where you're in like a cave together and when you wake up um, a little bit early, you can just... And you head outside, you could just listen to her sing, and it gives you the option of just listening or interrupting it midway. And Like, you have a prompt that is always on screen that is basically the talk prompt, but you are, like, she just sings this beautiful song on a tree, and you can just sit there and admire it. And then, eventually, if you make it to the end of the song, Rio like, you know automatically starts talking to her but it's this really like it's a nice touch it reminds me of just like i don't know just this like beautiful quiet moment in the game that you don't see in many games mm -hmm. yeah like the first two parts of this game were chock full of just overwhelming you with all these various characters walking about all these things you could do and it just, for part three, for almost the entirety of part three, you're spending that time reflecting and meeting this other person and enjoying it, and enjoying the scenery around you. And Oh yeah, and the scenery is breathtaking. Like, I, even though this is an older game, this is a 20-year-old game at this point, I was still awestruck by the vistas that are shown in this game. Because they are just so beautifully done. Like there's a scene in which the camera follows this bird for a while and just swoops through this natural environment. And it just looks great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's the, the art design and just sort of like the one of the things that makes this game work so well is because it's so committed to showing everyday and quiet thing, like, like ordinary things that makes the extraordinary really pop, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is also the part where um, after two games, we find out what the name Shenmue uh, is referring to. And uh, it's a tree that uh, like a massive tree that um overshadows uh, Shenhua's house um, in the little meadow that she has. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a, a very old, like, flowering tree that looks very cool. Um, and she is named after because Shenhua means flower of the Shenmu tree, so. Right. And it is just, they, I think, captured this sensation of getting to know a stranger and mm -hmm. getting to know just the like like she asks inquisitive questions and you get to give interesting answers um you know you get to talk about your friends back home you talk about japan because she has never really left uh she's never left uh guilin 
Mm-hmm. And, and it also, it represents some of like the fun, like the interesting, like awkward exchanges you have when you first get to know one. Like she has a conversation that you, well, you can have, you know, at any point you can be like, hey, let's move on. You don't have to have all these talks. But um, where she's talking about local legends and she's like, what are some of yours? And you're like, oh, well, there's, you know, Kappas. Like, oh, you know, they're water demons. They live in the rivers and, you know, they've got like dish they heads. Got a, yeah, they got a cup on their head. that And and she's like, oh, so they're real? And you're like, no, wait, no, how did you take that away from this story? <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's like just the like simple like misunderstandings of just not having calibrated how other the other person talks yet. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's this. This game is really fucking cool. <laughs> it's really cool. And I, like, I, the Guilin section is probably my favorite in the game. Because even in this game that is ostensibly about this, you know, like, there are parts of this game that are loud and bombastic with, you know, its action, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the thing that Shenmue 2 especially does well are the quiet moments the moments of rio's like desperation or awkwardness um just getting to know new people and being in way over his head and like one of the things i think that the the show the game excuse me the game is really about and i worry that i don't know if shenmue 3 is going to nail this in the same way but like so shenmue 1 starts you out in this this town and you very quickly come to know the town like the back of your hand right it is your it is your own little small friendly town um with a few corners you don't know as well as others but pretty much you know the town and then Shenmue 2 starts you off in Hong Kong and you're like okay this is a bigger city um and it's it's different than what I'm used to but very quickly you sort of settle in and you're like okay I understand Hong Kong I've got a feel for this and then you move to Kowloon and Kowloon is like okay no this is a city that is just not like a city I've been in before right mm-hmm. um it's just the, yeah. the dynamics of the city are so, so different. They're so, so foreign. And then once you're finally starting to get to used to that, they move you, move you to Bai, they move you to Guilin and Bailu where it's like, okay, this is million miles away from anything I understand. Um, just the way they keep like showing you different ways that people live. And the moment you start to understand it, they show you a new one. Mm-hmm. I think is really cool. Yeah. Like it really, like if you've ever, like I you know I've mentioned before that I've lived in Japan before and there is something to that sensation of going to some place completely foreign to you and that is just is built in different ways and you have to get used to it and the process of getting used to it is an awkward process but it is a jo- there's also a lot of joy to be like in a new place and learning its ins and outs. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I love the sequences with Shenhua. Like I think she's also a well-realized character. And I like she is a late, you know, she is, you know, introduced in like the last fifth of the game, you know. Mm-hmm. But she makes a really strong impression, and I'm glad that we're going to get to hang out with her in Shenmue 3. Mm-hmm. So how do you think Shenmue 3 reckons with the whole magic thing? <laughs> yeah, because you do like bring that mirror down into this cave situation, and 
a fucking dagger starts floating out from it. It's a sword. Be nice. It's the seven star sword. Don't call it a dagger, madam. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> a, a gigantic sword ends up floating. I, I was looking at the key art that plays during the credits where they're just like in their like pose like box art characters and there's a sword floating behind them and from that angle it kind of looks like a dagger but yeah it's all it's all it's a whole sword the seven stars sword and and then they activate some like ancient is it ancient i guess i can't it's hmm, it's supposed to be old from like it's like we learned that is from the like and now i don't know if this is real because i don't know chinese history at all but like the the queen dynasty but the King Dynasty. But the thing is that, like, the mirror is from that, right? Right. But the mechanism that they get involved in and activate all serves to turn on some lights to show a thing that he's been, that, that her dad has been, her foster dad has been carving on the wall. And so one would imagine then that he built that device, right? Unless that device was there and didn't do anything until he showed up. Yeah, it also implies that something serious happened to her dad and everyone else that was working in this quarry because they hadn't returned from work. And I mean, that seems pretty... Uh, you remember at the end of, of the Kowloon section where uh, 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 Shu is like, you should head to Guilin. I know Landi is. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he got there first with his helicopter. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you just you just took a slow boat. <laughs> and then just walked for a while and just kept going like, Shenhua, are you sure this is the right way? Shenhua, tell me about the plants. Shenhua. <laughs> yeah. Shenhua. Uh, I, I feel like if I was going to visit a village like that for the first time, I would have similar questions like, so how do you all get medicine? Well, they have doctors. And they, yeah, and, and she's like, boats. And like, okay, I have no further questions. <laughs> <laughs> we take a we take a day long walk to the boats. I don't know. It's like that's like living in like any sort of remote location. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's just something that's like if you've never been to one, it's. I imagine you would want to ask, like, oh, how do. How do things work here? Things that I might take for granted. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm not. I, I'm. I'm just making fun of the delivery. I'm not making fun of the fact that Rio has questions about this community. That's. Yeah. That's well and good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I do like that you get to know you in a way get to know Bailu Village just through um, conversations with Shenhua. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that magic stuff is interesting. Mm-hmm. I kind of like it because of how dumb it is. <laughs> I just i I don't know where we're going with this. I mean, is this is this gonna? I mean, like, was didn't they say in the first one that if the two mirrors were gathered, the world would end or something? I they're not entirely clear. I think it's like it. I'd have to look into it. Um, okay, according to the wiki, it says it is revealed that the mirrors will lead to a resurrection of an ancient order. Something mm-hmm. will be resurrected. Uh, when the phoenix and dra- uh, when the dragon and phoenix meet, the gates of heaven will open, of heaven and earth will open, and a Chiyu 
a world-devouring monster from Chinese folklore will resurrect itself. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just, okay, the unclear thing is, is this a metaphor? (laughs) God, we hope so. (laughs) Yeah, certainly hope so, because it would be really awkward in the final part of Shenmue, like in Shenmue 5 or whatever the fuck, like he fights a giant bird. There's just like a, there's like a, a bird dragon with three heads. And he's, he's like, Chiyu. And the Chiyu goes, Ryo? <laughs> <laughs> and just have a conversation with it. Why do you have three heads? <laughs> do you know where I can find a job? <laughs> where can I make some money? <laughs> uh, do you know the four voodoo? <laughs> uh... Yeah, this this listen, uh if I feel like we're gonna we're gonna wind down here if I'm wrong, then you know I'm wrong, but God, yeah. this game rules. <laughs> this game is so fucking good. Like Shenmue 2 Like I said, 20 year old game still is an impressive piece of interactive like fiction. Like yeah. there are like, I'm still amazed that, like, every character is voiced. You know, mm-hmm. you can interact with so many different objects. And pointless objects, sure. But this is such a beautifully and lovingly rendered world that has been created. And you get the joy of just being a part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, Shenmue 2 realizes things that, like, it... it it trimmed some of the fat from Shenmue 1. Like, mm-hmm. and it made just this really lean thing. Like, I think... I think even even if... Even if Shenmue ended at Shenmue 2, I still think the story that, it's be, that was being told with Shenmue is one of the best stories in video games. Yeah, there's a... They do such a fantastic job of combining the grand with the small that, uh, like, I don't know, just like when we finished Shenmue 1 and it was giving that uh, title crawl as um, the boat was sailing away. There's just this sense after finishing each one of these games that it's like, oh, I was part of something major here, even if a lot didn't get done to move things forward. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, you know what Cool J's real name is? What? Chris James. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that tracks. Like if you have a if you have a if you have a cool street name, you usually have a less exciting normal name behind it. Uh-huh. He's in Hong Kong, Jen. His name is Chris James. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hong Kong's demographics, from what sure, I understand, sure. are a little bit more diverse than what uh, we see in Shenmue too. Yeah, he's he's an American. Yeah, he's from clearly. America. But yeah. just just like oh, it's it's Wu Ying Ren's best friend. Chris, Chris 
James. <laughs> With his cool theme song and his dope-like jukebox. I love that little animation that you post in our Discord servers. <laughs> That's very clearly the animation from the VMU from mm-hmm. um, the Dreamcast. Which, I looked it up beforehand. Unfortunately, copies of Shenmue 2 on Dreamcast run for like $100 on eBay right now. I bet, I bet. Yeah. Um, I do also really like the sequence... like. Cool J, Cool J plays it very cool. I mean, like he does run away when you try and fight him and stuff. But mostly, he's just like, he's just like you know, he de- he demands five hundred dollars if you want to you want to see Ren. He does all the stuff that's a pain in the ass. And then finally, when you get sick of his shit, you're like, you take his boombox and you threaten to break it over your knee, and he just panics. <laughs> he's like, not my boombox, not my boombox. <laughs> so I guess um. Okay, so we are relatively blind going, or relatively um, unknown going into uh, Shenmue Three. What do you, or what are you looking forward to for Shenmue Three? Um, at least for me, I'm really curious to see. Like, the original game was made in 1999, and uh, like the sequel came out in 2001. So I'm kind of curious to see like what two decades like returning to a series after two decades looks like i mean everything i've heard is other than graphics it is as though no time has passed um so i guess what i'm looking for is i just i want to know i want to know how they follow up ending the game with literal fucking magic Uh uh-huh um i want to see what like what happens now that we're in Bailu Village, right? Because there was all this, like, it feels like every time there's all this hype about what you're trying to get, and then you get there, and the story that is told there is not at all what you expect, right? Um, and then also, I'm hopeful that we get to see some more new locations. I would like to, I'd like to continue this thing of seeing the different ways that people live. I'm not sure we'll get that, however. I, I wonder if we're going to be spending a lot of time in Bailu Village. Yeah, for context, Shenmue 1 and 2 together cost around 70 million to make, which at the time was just an unreal amount of money to spend in a for a video game. Mm-hmm. And like Shenmue 3, um like of course they didn't rely entirely on Kickstarter funds. They had funding elsewhere, but uh it's it's an independent series now, or at least the, the third game is made by an independent studio um, with far fewer resources available to them. Well, I mm-hmm. think the thing about that, I think it's that Shenmue 1 and 2 were really expensive to make at the time, but now the tools to do what you want to do, like what Shenmue is trying to do, is like gotten a lot cheaper over the past couple of years. Like, it's much easier to render, you know, faces and character models. Like, there are engines now, like, you don't have to build an entirely new engine off of, on 20-year-old hardware to make, you know, Shenmue do what it did, which was technical wizardry at the time. Mm -hmm. So, but nowadays, like, you can do what Shenmue is trying to do um, much easier. So I think 
that is a I, I think that's what helped with the cost and I and that's what makes me hopeful that this story might conclude one day, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but even if it doesn't, I think Shenmue one and two, and we'll see with three, um we'll see where the story goes and you know what what the vision for this game was. But I think it is much easier in was it 2019 was when Shenmue 3 came out? Mm-hmm. It was mu- it's much easier to do what you want to do in 2019 to um make the game work. Yeah, I'm also finding out that uh Sega had an in development uh remake of Shenmue's 1 and 2 that they eventually turned into the HD ports that we played like uh they were redoing the textures and everything like that. Hmm. But wow. yeah, the I, I'm glad they didn't go with like the remake route because I think the way that game looks is already incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also worth uh, mentioning that we're going to be skipping over the Shenmue mobile game because a it's just a retelling, except you're playing from the perspective of a follower of Rio. And a follower? <laughs> yeah. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really an idea, huh? Yeah. Uh, it was called Shenmue City. Um, Wasn't it? Oh, also- yeah, I remember Shenmue City. Vaguely. Yeah. It ran for a year and then got shut down. But, uh, yeah. So... Whatever they told within that, then we missed, though it doesn't sound like we missed much, because he was like, hey, Mafia Wars is a popular game. What if we did that with Shenmue? Yeah, we're obviously just sticking with the mainline Shenmue games, which is just one, two, and three. Yeah. Uh, Oh, here's a a fun fact that I just learned. Uh, One of the changes made to the HD versions that we played is that they removed uh, last digit from every phone number. Because originally they were just real phone numbers, and people just got lots of calls. Bad idea. Bad job. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, they also removed all the product placement. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, I want to like. I think I expect at the at the end of of that's a Shenmue three. I will still think Shenmue two is the better game. Yeah, I'm gonna get that feeling too because Shenmue two was just. Is just an incredible piece of it's fiction. Remarkable. Yeah, it's so good. And yeah. if I were, if I could only, again, we'll see after Shenmue three. But like, if I had to replay only one of these games, I think I would stick with Shenmue two. I would. Really? I want to play both. But. Like, I'm. I'm saying I would play both. I'm just saying if I could only play one. Yeah. I'm really curious to hear how Rio sounds because they just got the same actor and everything. So. Yeah, interesting to it'll be interesting to hear what twenty years does when you're trying to play a character of about the same age. I've heard clips; he sounds pretty much the same. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, well, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, but until we get to there, folks, uh, thank you for joining us for That's a Shenmue Two. Uh, we'll do shots of Shenmue Three. And uh, that may be the end of the series. I I hope we get a Shenmue 4. 
I hope I so too. Don't know what's going to happen though. Um, it does sound like in the time since uh, the first two games came out and three came out, he's had a more grounded idea of how to finish it. So he's like, I want it to be a total of four or five games. So either the next one after three is going to end it or five will end it. Yeah, I remember I remember seeing a thing where he said that like his original like 16 part or whatever plan that like Shenmue 3 contained. I, he, he gave an exact number, but he was like it contains parts like like four through like 10 or something. It contains all he, he's he's compacting it compared to his original crazy pants plan <laughs> right use Suzuki and it's crazy pa- <laughs> crazy pants yeah I, I guess turning 60 will do that to you <laughs> uh, yeah he estimates that Shenmue 3 is only 40% of the division for the series and that ideally a Shenmue 4 or 5 would be the end of the series and yeah it's only been a year well it's been it, we're gonna, it's gonna be it's about a year and a half I guess at this point but yeah Shenmue 3 Still pretty fresh in people's memories, and uh, and and still a lot of time for for Shenmue Four, Shenmue Five to happen. Very hopeful they will, and uh, really happy that I don't I don't know what got us to to pull the trigger on this to play these games, but I'm very very grateful we did. Same, yeah. like I'm glad that I'm experiencing these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a real treat, and I'm excited to see what Shenmue Three leads to because. I'm pretty sure the release of Shenmue 3 was the thing that made me want to check out the other games, but yeah. I mean, I'm sure it, it was like, I'm sure it was at least a spark, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, until we come back for, for that's the Shenmue 3. Um, if for some reason this is the only one of our podcasts you listen to, we do a whole lot of other ones. Uh, yeah. We have, so, so you go to scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com to scanlinemedia to see all the work we do. But if just just on a personal level, uh, Jen, where can people find you on on the internet? So I'm at JBU3 on Twitter, and I also host a, another podcast on a different site uh, called Novel Not New, a True End podcast, which you can find at readinggames.online. I'm on that too. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> and you can uh, find me. Uh, at Kyrie A page on twitter.com. Follow me there. I don't know. All right. Might be good. Sounds good. Uh, and if you want to find me, I'm at six Detmar, S I X D E T T M A R. Honestly, probably don't bother following me. You can, if you want to, but it's, uh, I mostly just tweet about how, uh, Jen's too horny. <laughs> called out <laughs> well, we're that. both called out we're both called out about how bad my twitter is and about how bad jen is <laughs> as a human being wow uh until next time we love folks. you peace out see ya later jen's great